Tonight, what I want to talk about is resurrection faith and resurrection vision. Resurrection faith and resurrection vision. So let's start first with resurrection faith. I'm going to read to you from John chapter 11, beginning in verse 17. Now, a little quick little background. You're probably very familiar with this story. Jesus and his disciples get word that their friend Lazarus is sick. And uh, instead of going there right away, Jesus waits. And uh, then he decides to go. His disciples disagree. It's dangerous. The last time he was there, uh, there was trouble. But um, he decides he's going to go. But unfortunately, by the time he gets there, Lazarus has already passed away. Lazarus has died. Uh, And in verse 17 of John chapter 11, here's where our story picks up. It says, On his arrival, Jesus found that Lazarus had already been in the tomb for four days. Now, Bethany was less than two miles from Jerusalem, and many Jews had come to Martha and Mary to comfort them in the loss of their brother. When Martha heard that Jesus was coming, she went out to meet him. But Mary stayed at home. Verse 21, Lord, Martha said to Jesus, if you had been here, my brother would not have died. But... I know that even now, God will give you whatever you ask. Verse 23, Jesus said to her, your brother will rise again. Martha answered, I know he will rise again in the resurrection at the last day. Jesus said to her, I am the resurrection and the life. The one who believes in me will live even though they die. You know, we've spent the last couple weeks really looking deeply into the resurrection of Jesus. And if you've missed any of our lessons, I'd encourage you to go back and listen to them. They're all online. Uh, In fact, uh, if you include the prequel that we did, the lesson right before Easter, there's been um, four of them. So even though I said this is part four, this is really the fifth if you include the prequel. And I've enjoyed teaching these lessons um, I, hope, I hope that you've enjoyed listening to them and learning uh, from them. Uh, and we've really taken an in-depth look at Jesus, uh, about, about his resurrection in particular. And also we've looked at what that means for me and you, our resurrection and this mass resurrection that will happen one day and what that means for us. You know, and last Sunday just a couple days ago, I was talking about our resurrection and what that means for us and what the Bible teaches us. And I got a little uh, helpful feedback on Sunday after uh, the lesson. The person that gave me the feedback, I don't really even think they meant to give me feedback. Uh, I was talking to them and I said, you know, I just said, you know, it's it's funny because I said a lot of jokes in that sermon and people didn't really laugh. You know, they weren't really getting my jokes. And this person said to me, they said, well, it's not a funny subject. You know, it's actually a kind of a heavy subject. I mean, think about it. You're talking about dying. And it's actually even kind of scary. And this person said to this to me, and it's kind of stuck with me ever since then, the last couple of days. And I'd like to first of all say, uh, I'm sorry to anybody uh, that might feel in any way that I am making light of 
this topic because I in no way mean to make light of this. In fact, quite the opposite. I genuinely have been excited in my Bible study of this and I really want to share. It's hard to share because it's sort of an epic topic that I'm trying to squeeze into a few little lessons. And so, uh, so I, I just want to say, first of all, if, if, if you feel that way, I just want to say I'm sorry. I didn't mean to, to uh, make light of it. I understand that it's a very serious topic and it can be a bit scary. But secondly, I do appreciate what that person said to me. I'm glad they said that to me because that brings me perfectly to our lesson tonight. It actually, I was thinking ahead about what I was going to speak about tonight's message and that comment made me go, wow, this, is, this lesson will fit perfectly into uh, that, that thought. So tonight, I want to talk specifically about this idea of not just having faith in the resurrection, but instead having a resurrection faith. Let me explain to you uh, what that means. Going back to what we just read, looking at, at Martha uh, you know, the story of Martha, Martha clearly loved her brother and they reached out to Jesus to let Jesus know he was sick. And Martha clearly wanted Jesus to come sooner than he did. But Jesus didn't come until later and Lazarus died. And in verse 23, Jesus says to Martha, when he finally arrives, Jesus says, your brother will rise again. And Martha then clearly communicates to Jesus her faith in the resurrection. She says, yes, I know. I know he will raise, he'll rise again at the resurrection at the last day. And then Jesus, Jesus says, no, 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 no. That's not what we're talking about. We're not talking about just believing in a teaching about a resurrection, but Jesus leans in and, he's, and he communicates this idea of believing in the God of the resurrection, right? I mean, listen to it. Jesus says, it's good that you believe, you believe, right? He, Jesus says, your, your brother will rise again. And, and Martha says, I believe he'll rise again. And Jesus leans in and says those words. No, no, I am the resurrection. Jesus is saying, it's good that you believe, but remember what the bigger point is here, Martha. The bigger point, Jesus is saying, is I am God. Yes, you believe in the resurrection, and that's good, but I am the resurrection. I am God. I am greater than the troubles that are before you. Jesus is saying to her, listen, I'm glad you believe in this teaching, but you can actually believe in me. You can, but you can trust in me. I got you. I will take care of you. The point being that we are not trying here just to educate ourselves on specific biblical teachings, but instead, the reason why we are studying this all out is because we are trying to strengthen our faith in the God of those teachings. Martha, I know he'll rise again in the resurrection at the last day. And Jesus said to her, I am the resurrection. Do you see the difference? Do you see what's going on there? Do you see that, that, yes, we can believe in the teachings and we can understand it and all the things we've talked about over the last couple of weeks about the resurrection, we can intellectually sit back and go, yes, 
Okay, I got it. Makes sense. Big topic. Pretty epic. Pretty huge. But yeah, I got it. I got it. It all makes sense. And it can just sort of rest in our minds. But what Jesus is calling Martha to do and what I want to encourage us to do is to have a resurrection faith. It's not just to have faith in the resurrection, but to have a resurrection faith where we let that belief go from just our minds into our hearts. Understand that we're we're dealing with God and we can trust God in these situations. So let us grow. Let us grow from just having faith in a resurrection to having a resurrection faith. I hope that makes sense to you because that then leads to a resurrection vision. You can go from a resurrection, not just having faith in the resurrection, like Martha, but having a resurrection faith, which then can lead to a resurrection vision. Let me show you what I mean by this. Acts chapter 1. Acts chapter 1. This is uh, beginning in verse 1. This is Luke who's writing. Of course, we know Luke wrote the book of Luke, but Luke then wrote the sequel to Luke, which is Acts. And uh, he wrote, beginning in uh, chapter 1, verse 1, he goes, In my former book, Theophilus, I wrote all about Jesus. I wrote about all that Jesus began to do and to teach until the day he was taken up into heaven, after giving instruction through the Holy Spirit to the apostles he had chosen. After his suffering, he presented himself to them and gave many convincing proofs that he was alive. He appeared to them over a period of 40 days and spoke about the kingdom of God. There it is. There's the the 40 days. And on one occasion, while he was eating with them, he gave them this command. Do not leave Jerusalem, but wait for the gift my father promised, which you've heard me speak about. For John baptized with water, but in a few days, you will be baptized with the Holy Spirit. Verse six, then they gathered around him and asked him, Lord, are you at this time going to restore the kingdom of heaven, or the kingdom to Israel? He said, that, he said to them, it is not for you to know the times or dates. The father is set by his own authority, but you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes on you and you will be my witness in Jerusalem and all Judea and Samaria and to the ends of the earth. After he said this, he was taken up before their very eyes and a cloud hid him from their sight. Okay, again, and another amazing story with Jesus. And this is Jesus right before he ascends back into heaven. He's been with the disciples for 40 days. Like it says, he's given them many convincing proofs that he's alive. Again, that he's not just a ghost. He's not just the spirit of Jesus, but he actually came back to life, physically was alive. In fact, one of the ways he proved it was he ate with them. And one time he was eating with them and he gave them some direction. And then they gathered around him in verse six. And they said, Lord, are you at this time going to restore the kingdom to Israel? Now, I have often read that verse many times in my life. And I've often just shaken my head at those guys. Like, come on, guys, come on. You know, what is wrong with you? 
All right, I mean, after all the things that have happened, all the teaching, and at this point, add in now a resurrection and add in, you know, that you've been with him for 40 days, all of this, and your big question is, now are you going to overthrow the Romans and raise up Israel and make Israel a great nation? But I will say that recently as I've read this, I, I've, you know, I begin to think a little differently about it. I, I begin to appreciate at least there is some faith in there. You know, these guys, they've come a long way in just three short years, haven't they? I mean, they were kind of bumbling fools that just didn't know which way to go or which way, which way was up or what was happening, or what Jesus was doing, to really now starting to kind of understand who he was, accepting the fact that he's come back from the dead, all of these things. So there is a degree of faith. They've, been, they've come a long way. They've been through a lot, for goodness sake, right? So I began to kind of not be so self-righteous as I, as I read that comment. There is a lot of faith in that question, but that faith is pointed in the wrong direction. They thought, based on the scripture and based on the, the question, clearly they thought that all of this, all of this teaching that Jesus did with them, all of the, you know, all of the miracles, even the dying on the cross and coming back to life and, 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 and walking with them, all the proof, all of it pointed to a better Israelite nation. That's where they thought it went. So they had some faith, but it was just pointed in the wrong direction. Now, I love Jesus's response here. You know, in the past, Jesus would have said, come on, guys, I've told you, what is wrong with you, you know? But now, Jesus, knowing he's about to leave, right? He's headed out the door, and he doesn't get into it again with him. In fact, he just says, hey, listen, God's gonna let, let you know, the Holy Spirit's gonna come, it'll all be, you know, Jesus sort of taps out, he's like, he tag team, tag, you're in, you're in Holy Spirit. I'm, I'm going to leave. You're going to come in. Why don't you take them from here? So Jesus, Jesus doesn't even really even get into it with them, right? They're clearly thinking the wrong way, but he doesn't even really get into it. But just think about that. Think about it. In just 10 short days, right? This is 40 days after the resurrection. 10 short days would be 50 days, which is Pentecost. Acts chapter 2, just in 10 short days from this moment, they are going to see amazing things. Things they never, ever, ever would have imagined. In just 10 short days, they'll be there in Jerusalem and the Holy Spirit will come upon them. All nations will be gathered around them. They will get up and Peter will speak boldly and preach the word of God. People's hearts will be cut and thousands thousands of people, thousands of people in one sitting will, will come forward and say, I want to become a Christian and get baptized. I mean, that is amazing. And so you, you can't help but to think that they, they got to be sitting there going, oh, this is what it was for. This is what he meant. This is what it was all about. And so their comment back in verse six, yes, there's some faith in there, but it was just pointed the wrong direction. It would take some, they had a vision, 
back in verse 6. They certainly had a vision of what they thought this whole thing meant and where it was all going, but they didn't have a resurrection vision. There was a difference there. It's um, Henry Ford was the one who uh, said, if I had asked people what they wanted, they would have said faster horses. You know, <laughs> think about that. If I asked people what they wanted, they would have said faster horses. You know, and this is what Henry, Henry Ford is talking about. And, and he's talking in reference to vision. You know, sometimes people know what they want, but what they want is limited or their vision is it, you know, they may have some faith, but our, our, the vision can be low. And, and so he's saying, if I had listened to what people wanted, I would have not invented the car. And I think sometimes, you know, this is the way we can be in our walk with God, in our prayers with God. Now, granted, God has told us that we can bring our request to him. God loves us and God is gracious and he's kind and he asks us, what is it that you want? Give me your request. Lay your request before me. But sometimes in our prayers, I think what the request we bring before the Lord is just faster horses. God, I just want some faster horses. Where God is sitting there going, no, I'm not going to give you faster horses. I'm going to give you a car. That's the difference between vision and a resurrection vision. That's the difference between these guys saying, oh, this whole thing pointed to you making a better Israelite nation. Where Jesus says, no, this whole thing pointed to something greater and bigger and grander that you never, ever would have thought of before. Resurrection faith, once we really put our faith, we, we, we understand that, that this is not just putting our faith in a resurrection, but this is putting our faith in the God of the resurrection. Once we have resurrection faith, that can then lead us to resurrection vision. When we start taking on God's vision instead of our own. There are so many, so many examples of this in the Bible. In fact, I, I just read one this morning when I was uh, having my uh, Bible study this morning in Acts chapter 3. Acts chapter 3, you know the story. Peter and John are going to the temple to pray, and they come upon a man who was lame, and he was begging. He was lame, the Bible says, since birth. He couldn't walk, and he was, uh, and he, and he was begging for money. And he wanted money, that's what he wanted. Peter and John came up, and they said, uh, we don't have any money. Um, but what we do have, we'll give you. And what they had was the power of God. And that led to his healing, where he was able then to get up and to walk for the first time in, the Bible says he was 40 years old or over 40 years old. I mean, that's amazing. You know, the old, uh, there's an old preacher joke. He asked for alms and he got legs. So, amen. That's an old preacher. That's an old Old King James Version preacher joke, right? That's a joke you can get behind. Okay, amen. Uh, but this man, this is an example. This man had a vision. His vision was, I just need some money. That was his vision. That's what he wanted. But he received a resurrection vision, a vision that was beyond what he accepted, what he expected. This is what we're talking about. This is what the resurrection can mean in your life. And so I want to close out this Bible study tonight 
with a challenge to all of us. I want to challenge you. I want to encourage you. I want to challenge you to ask God to help you embrace his resurrection vision. To ask God to help you to embrace his resurrection vision. To have resurrection faith. To trust God. Not not just to put your trust in the, the fact that we will be resurrected, but to put your faith in the God who does the resurrecting, right? Like, like Jesus and Martha. And to let that lead you to God's resurrection vision for your life. Whatever the area, whatever is plaguing you right now. And I don't know your life, so I don't know all the things that may be plaguing you, but you know what they are. Maybe they're relational things. Maybe it's something going on at work. Maybe it's something at home. Maybe it's something with your health. Maybe it's something with your finances. Maybe it has to do with your outreach. Maybe you just haven't been in a Bible study, you know, in a long time. Maybe it has to do with your neighbors. Maybe, I don't know what it is that plagues you, but I want to challenge you Ask God to help you embrace his resurrection vision of your scenario. You have a vision for how it could turn out. But I want to encourage you to embrace God's resurrection vision of what it is. But I got to warn you about this, okay? It's just, this comes with a warning. There's a warning on the label here. The warning is, it may hurt, okay? It may hurt. It may, you may not get what you planned when you, when you ask God for a resurrection vision. You may not get what you planned. I mean, look at the three examples I gave you today. None of them got what they planned. Martha, she wanted Jesus to come early. She didn't get it. Uh, um, the, 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 the disciples, they wanted, they wanted all of this to, to lead to a, a great Israelite nation. That's what they wanted. They didn't get that. Uh, the, the, the guy begging, he wanted cash, didn't get that. So I got to warn you that if you are going to embrace a resurrection vision, that means you likely are going to feel some pain because you're not going to get what you want. But with a resurrection vision, you may find a solution that is greater and beyond your expectations greater than what you want, more than what you want, beyond what you thought was possible. That's what happened in every single one of these scenarios. And that's the power of the resurrection working in our life. That's the power of having faith in the God of the, of the resurrection and at the same time embracing his vision and his idea of of. of of what he wants to do in our lives. So I want to encourage you to embrace his resurrection vision. Ephesians 3, verse 20. I'll close out with this. It says, Now to him who is able to do immeasurably more than all we ask or imagine, according to his power that is work within us, to him be the glory in the church and in Christ Jesus throughout all generations forever and ever and the church said, Amen.